This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Today happens to be Holocaust Remembrance Day, 78 years ago today, back in 1945, Auschwitz liberated, marking the end of World War II. That's the good news. The bad news is anti-Semitism on the rise. I'm only two days removed from having Dove Heikend on this show, who yesterday, outside of Manhattan Criminal Court, because this Alvin Bragg is a racist and an anti-Semite, the Manhattan DA, lowlife, he uh, rallied a bunch of folks together yesterday because of what happened to Joey Borgen way back when. So with that said, uh, here he is, one of the two great hosts every Sunday morning, right before the Cats Roundtable, 7 a.m. every Sunday, the Rev and the Rabbi, our dear friend, Rabbi Joe Potashnik, Rabbi it's Sid and Andrew Giuliani. Good Shabbos. How are you, buddy? Thank you so much, and uh, it's a great pleasure and an honor to be with the two of you. I've come to know Andrew over the years. Uh, I've known his dad for more than 30 years, uh, so Thank you for the invitation. Look You're welcome. To the discussion. You're welcome. Well, it's an important discussion because, you know, you look back at what happened 78 years ago and uh, never again, right? That was based never again, never again. And almost every day in the streets here in New York, Joe, I'm not talking yeah. about Clarksville, Tennessee, La Crosse, Wisconsin, in the streets of New York City, Jews are being attacked and pummeled and it's not getting any better. So what happened 78 years ago, you thought never again. Well, it is, uh, it's an ugly time for the Jewish people here in New York City. Sid and Andrew, I remember Jeffrey Meyer, who's the rabbi of Tree of Life in Pittsburgh, following the uh, horrific shooting, the slaughter in the sanctuary. He said the following. He said, when we said never again years ago, did we put an exclamation mark after it or a question mark after it? And here wow. we are. That's interesting. You yeah. said, right? 76 yep. years after, and we're still talking about anti-Semitism. So it's a sad commentary that the horrors of the past uh, still haunt us today. Uh, we should not have to talk about this, but we do, because as you say, it's, it's out there. Uh, you can't pick up the newspaper uh, during the week without reading some ugly attack on some innocent person simply because he or she is a Jew. It's not because anything the person did. It's because of who we are. Uh, and that that uh, kind of, uh, you know, uh, disgusting uh, display has been replete in history for too long with too many people. Rabbi, how do you push back against what, what I've seen as a growing group of uh, crazy people who, who seem to uh, deny the existence of the Holocaust and, and, and the motives there? And, uh, you know, I, I was talking to sit earlier about this, but I think so much of the teachings of the Holocaust, uh, we learn uh, in terms of how we can actually teach September 11th to future generations, especially as we see, you know, there are less and less survivors by the day of the Holocaust. So important that the next generation uh, continues to learn about the significance of this. So how do you push back against some of this crazy, uh, toxic idea, if you will? Yeah. Andrew, I think one of the responses has to be that uh, anti-Semitism uh, is not simply a Jewish issue, yeah. uh, that this has to be fought by people of all different faiths. You and I have been together 
uh, in St. Patrick's Cathedral. Yeah. You're a very funny uh, and, guy, by the way, Rabbi Potasnik. I just uh, have to tell you, you know, the, for yeah, all those so, who don't who don't know, just one of the one of the greatest and funniest guys in the world. Yeah, well, but the reason I'm there is because of the relationship that I've shared over the years with Cardinal Dolan and his predecessors, uh, because he has reminded us, uh, as others have, that we need to stand together. It's not about me; it's about we. Yeah. And if if we're going to make any kind of dent on this uh, daily episode. Uh, then this has to be standing in solidarity, and it has to be mandatory education schools. But the other thing I would add is the sad part of this, Andrew and Sid, is that educated people are often anti-Semites. You look back at the Holocaust, who built those camps? Engineers. Who passed those Nuremberg laws? Lawyers. Who uh, Who enforced them? You know, people who had educational degrees. There were jurors sitting on the bench who were highly educated, so education can make you smart, but it doesn't make you moral. So we need to have an education that has a lesson in history, but also a lesson in morality. So people understand that I can't just read about it. I have to do something to make sure it doesn't happen again. 78 years ago today, they liberated Auschwitz. In fact, I'm looking at this idiot, Joe Scarborough, live at the concentration camp. He's, that's a good job out of Joe, actually. And uh, here we are talking to Rabbi Joe Potashnik, half of that great Reverend the Rabbi Combination, 7 a.m. every Sunday morning here on WABC. You know, uh, when I was a kid growing up, Rabbi, to be honest, and I'm a very honest guy, Italians wouldn't live with blacks. I mean, I remember those kids who went to New Park Pizza in Howard Beach. They chased them across the boat park with baseball bats and killed them. Right, I remember. Irish wouldn't live with the blacks. Nobody wanted to live with the blacks except for the Jews. We lived with the blacks. There were no issues then, of course, you had the whole Yonko Rosenbaum, Al Sharpton, Crown Heights issue, which has never gone away, has never gone away. And all of a sudden now, the overwhelming majority, I mean 98% of attacks on Jewish people, they're not white supremacists, they're not skinheads, they're not Nazis, they're blacks. When did it happen that the one community, the Jewish people, who had no issue living with the black people, when did it happen that now they hate us? You know, sir, that's an excellent question. I mean, here in New York, we've seen uh, that perpetrators of crimes uh, very often are young African-American kids. Uh, They're not seniors who are doing this. You know, and you say to yourself, remember the names uh, Schwerner, Cheney, and Goodman? Well, two out of three were Jewish. Yep. And they gave their lives for the civil rights struggle. And here we are being attacked. Uh, by people for whom we fought. So it is uh, it is disgraceful. Uh, I, Reverend Bernard and I have had several discussions about it. I think the first thing is we got to talk about it. We can't simply generalize. You know, I often find it's easy to condemn anti-Semitism. That's not a big deal. But it takes a lot more courage to condemn the anti-Semites. You have to go after people and say exactly what it is. Because otherwise, we're never going to make any changes unless we look at exactly who is doing this. Uh, and we got to get into the schools. We got look. Social media has played an important, a sad uh, but important role here uh, in changing people's minds or even uh, molding people's thoughts. Uh, look what they read. There's no fact checking. You can say anything and everything on the internet and get away with it. I remember Elie Wiesel said years ago, "The tragedy of the Holocaust was you can get away with it." And uh, we just cannot remain silent. We don't remain silent, but it's not enough just to 
just to yell. We got to do something. We got to get to these young people. We got to make sure they get an education that's moral, that's educational, it's inf- informational. Uh, but it requires all of us together. It can't just be Jews yelling about it. Absolutely. Rabbi, any personal stories with Holocaust survivors you'd like to share? Sure. You're talking to a child of survivors. My parents lost five children. Oh, wow. From their first marriage. I didn't know that, Rabbi. I'm the product of their second marriage. I'm the only child. And I grew up in a home uh, looking at pictures, pictures of these young kids. And they wouldn't talk about it because they didn't impose the sadness. But, you know, in a private area of the house, they had these pictures. And I always felt I have a responsibility. The word for love in Hebrew, chiba, uh, is the same root as the word for chova. That means responsibility. Is that, I thought the I word use, for love in Hebrew was ohev. Yeah, but there's another. Well, ohev, the, ba- the basis of that, the root of that is chiva. You know, Sid, you did go to Hebrew school. <laughs> You're I, impressed. I was, I, was listen, I, to find, I was trying to find your uh, listen, diploma. I had Rabbi, a lot of difficulty. First of all, first class, of all, let me tell you something. I, I won the classified. Bro- I won the Brochus B way back when. I could even spell it, okay, if, if, if you really want me to. I can spell it. But, uh, no, I, I'm interested in actually how these words come about. But, yeah, finish your point. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So the word for love, ohev, or the, the noun, the ohev is a verb. Chiba uh, is the noun. It means responsibility also, because when you love someone, as you know, um, you have a responsibility to that person. So I grew up in a home where I felt I have a responsibility to those five kids. I got to do something to perpetuate their memory in a meaningful way. Uh, That's why I enter this profession. That's why I speak out as I do, as others do. Uh, You always find children of survivors uh, are at the forefront of reminding the world that we cannot, we cannot uh, sit back and uh, say nothing. Because silence, you know, people say silence is golden. No, it's not. (laughs) No, not in this case. In the Bible, silence is a golden calf. If you really look at the Bible, uh, when people do nothing, others can do something. I believe it's about uh, Aleph, Heish, Vav. Or am I missing something? I don't know. Yeah. Impressed? I... I, as I said, I couldn't access your, your diploma because it was not classified. Not classified. Uh, I, but uh, you're right. Very proud of you. Thank you, Rabbi. I, I did actually graduate from a yeshiva. It's now defunct. It was on Church Avenue and East 5th Street in Brooklyn, New York, Solomon Schechter. You went through there on a football scholarship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we had a mean football team. We broke out the tzitzis on a Friday. Nobody wanted to mess with us. <laughs> hey, Rabbi Joe, thank you so much for sharing these uh, great you. memories. Listen, thank you. Thank you for being a proud Jew, Andrew, a proud thank Christian, because standing together, we can make a difference. Rabbi, you know, thank you. Thank you. You One are the, the absolute man. The Rev and the Rabbi. That's our friend, Rabbi Joe Potashnik, teams up with A.R. Bernard, 7 a.m. every Sunday morning. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.